Welcome to Liz Talks. I'm Liz, and I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and best-selling author, but here I'm 0% professional and 100% mom, spouse, friend, and overanalyzer. We are going to talk food, beauty, family, fitness, mental health, friendship, marriage, and everything in between in this season of Liz Talks, and I'm so glad you're along for the ride. Remember, this is a podcast about thoughts, feelings, and opinions, and I definitely do not give individual, personal, or medical advice. This is episode one of Liz Talks. Topic, congratulations, it's a podcast. Today, we'll talk about Liz in a nutshell, a very great big nutshell, my kids on the internet, pandemic impulse purchases, sending out the bat signal, and my weekly overshare. Let's get started with Liz in a nutshell. I know there are folks out there who have followed my career, let's call it a career, in the real food world from my early days as a cartoon cave girl, or even before when I had a blog called Jersey Elizabeth, if anyone remembers that, you get 10 bonus points, all the way to my transition to real human face on the internet, to my skin intervention guide, which was renamed Purely Primal Skin Care, to my book Eat the Yolks, to the podcast I co-hosted for eight years, the Balanced Bites podcast, and to you all, I say hi, thank you, thank you, thank you for being so kind to me and for sticking with me, and even more thanks to those who popped into my DMs to make sure I was okay when I took a little more than a year off to grow and raise my family, which we just introduced, my now almost one-year-old, which is absolutely just utterly nuts that I have a six-year-old and a one-year-old. Time just, I feel like, began to accelerate exponentially after I became a mom, that is for sure. So for those who are new to my shtick or who need a review, here's my story in a very great big nutshell. And I mean a really big nutshell because I'm going to give you not just my resume, but also all the context. So some people might call it a life story, but I call it pertinent information. So one night in 1982, my parents had a glass of wine and just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Okay, so more than, we'll fast forward a little bit. More than a decade ago, I started working out at the gym of the Giant of Fitness in Kansas City. I'm now based out of Kansas City, although we've popped into a few other places to live. And that is Michael Rutherford. And he introduced me to CrossFit type functional fitness concepts, which then led to discovering the paleo diet, which led to my husband and I getting CrossFit certified. Both of those things felt very important at the time, paleo and CrossFit, but they ended up being, at least CrossFit, a little bit less important than I thought they would be. And then I started a blog for friends and family called Jersey Elizabeth which I'm, you might guess we were living in New Jersey at the time, and I thought it was the most clever thing ever. And that blog talked about many things, including the food we were eating. So I've always been a writer and an investigator, but this was something I truly enjoyed writing about and investigating. So this is an interesting moment for me. I had never... <laughs> not for a minute, thought I wanted to work in the nutrition world. I always wanted to be a writer, but I never thought that I could do that thing. To me, being a writer was like saying I wanted to be a movie star. It just wasn't something that happened for people. 
But in college, I studied writing, education policy, and even did a semester interning in Washington, D.C., nothing having to do with nutrition whatsoever, although I did do my fair share of dieting and whatever the opposite of dieting is during those years. Anyway, the blog turned into mostly food, and this this was back when you didn't have to be a professional photographer, marketer, and fashion influencer to have a blog. And I renamed it Cave Girl Eats. And this is when I had, if anybody remembers this, a cartoon cave girl that I drew with Sharpie and then had a friend of mine make it pretty and put it on the internet. And at the time, I just think the timing was really great. It started taking off. People were really curious. I got lots of inquiries about our way of eating. And I figured if people wanted help, maybe I should actually make myself official Um, So I went back to school to the Nutritional Therapy Association's Nutritional Therapy Program, which was the best decision of my life. This was like 10 years ago because it gave me, I'm really old. Do you guys ever just stop and think, wow, I can't believe I remember 10 years ago, let alone that I was an adult 10 years ago, just like I am now. It used to be when I said 10 years ago, I was talking about when I was six. It just just doesn't make any sense how quickly time goes. But it was a wonderful, wonderful decision because it gave me confidence in not just assessing the science around food and health, but also it gave me confidence in how to translate those things to ground level for myself. And then that way I was able to take those things and then communicate them in a way that really made sense to me and the people around me. So I was able through that also to connect with some really amazing professionals and scientists that I work with to this day. I learned to ask the right questions, and I was really gaining confidence in how to take care of myself. And let's be honest, that's that's a really big thing. Even the smartest people in the world do not believe in their ability to make good health decisions for themselves. So from there, I was able to resolve a decade-long battle with bad skin, including acne and eczema. And along the way, I learned... (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say... I'm going to try and keep this from being an explicitly rated podcast, so I'll just use the word trucks. Along the way, I learned to give fewer trucks about diet culture and about all the crazy things I'd done in high school and college to try to just sort of battle my body. I was learning how awesome food was, how awesome my body was, and on top of that, I was becoming kind of a trusted resource for people who were looking to do the same, and I didn't take that lightly at all. So during this time, I worked several jobs which tied in with my love of writing, wellness, and an older passion for bringing resources to at-risk communities through nonprofits. So I worked as a writer for what is now Steve's Original and Steve's Club National Program, which brings fitness programming to at-risk youth. And I also wrote programming for The First 20, which brings fitness resources, wellness resources to first responders. Uh, From there, I started co-hosting the Balanced Bites podcast. I wrote, uh, at the time, first-of-its-kind skincare guide. It was kind of surrounding natural, hippy-dippy skincare, which for me kind of transitioned into more of a fascination with making skincare that's high-performance safe, so really understanding and researching active ingredients and things like that. So that was a huge path for me for quite some time. Um, I moved from New Jersey back home to the Midwest to a 15-acre homestead, and we started raising farm animals. And at some point in there, I was gifted this amazing opportunity to write Eat the Yolks, which is a nutrition myth-busting book that made the Wall Street Journal bestseller list, which I'm just unbelievably grateful for and still pinching myself about. 
Uh, also, oh, I had my first baby, which was the catalyst for starting to do some parenting projects that still exist today, which I am sure I will talk about plenty of times on this podcast. So that brings us closer to the present. We have since sold our farm and moved to a tiny lake community to be close to family during the child rearing stage of life, which side note, I'm feeling a lot of FOMO right now about all of my friends that are moving to land and getting their flocks and herds and gardens going. It was just, it was such an amazing moment in my life and I miss it. And I hope there's another little farmstead in my future one day. We had another baby. We made a major pandemic impulse purchase, and now I've sort of plotted my re-entry into the world of thoughtful wellness, which I love, and it uplifted me for so long, and I never intended to go away forever. It was just, you know, the timing of things, and I really, really felt like I should honor that call to kind of turn inward and be with my family, so... That's um, we're we're approaching the end of the nutshell here, but I feel like should I should explain why another podcast? I did a podcast for eight years. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience, and once that was done, I really had no intention of jumping into this world again. So I can't really answer that question other than to say it just felt right. I recorded my own audiobook for Eat the Yolks, which was enjoyable. And from that point, I thought it would be great to record my blog posts as audio for like the hearing impaired or even just for the listening preferential. Um, I wanted to start writing again because writing is part of how I process my experiences. And I thought this was a nice compliment to that. And I'll continue to say this. There are plenty of educational expertise and soapboxy podcasts out there. This is not intended to be that. If you ever hear me getting soapboxy or expertise please send me a direct message and knock me off my high horse a little bit because I will need that. This isn't intended to be any of those things. This is supposed to be personal, talk it out. Like I said in the introduction, none of us are alone type stuff. I've had many people approach me and be like, we are the same. I totally, I, I think like you, I see the world in, in the same way as you do. And I feel like I know I'm not alone. And that was really helpful for me to hear that from folks. So I feel like I'm going to put this out there, send out the bat signal, like I'll talk about it a little bit and create a podcast that's the type of podcast that I enjoy listening to, listening to another human just being human and not, you know, attempting to put some expertise out into the world. So again, not an expert, not an expert, just a person talking, Liz talking. And hopefully folks can pick up some helpful tidbits along the way. Whether anyone will listen, who knows, but it's not really about that. If I'm going to do something, I have to do it the way I want to do it. I can't do anything just as a business decision. I'm not a businesswoman. It has to work for me and it has to feel like it makes sense. And this makes sense to me. Um, I took more than a full year off. That's not a good business decision, but again, it was the right thing to do for myself and my family. And we all agreed on that and we made it work. So that's Liz in a very great big nutshell. And side note, there will be a lot of obscure movie quotes in this podcast. It's inevitable. It's just my brain thinks in movie quotes. So have your dated pop culture detector fired up when you fire up this podcast and we'll all have a little bit of fun with that. So all this family talk brings me to my next topic for episode one, my kids on the internet. More specifically, why I don't 
put my kids on the internet. Well, their faces. Anyway, I don't put their faces on the internet. And this is something that I've actually had quite a few folks reach out to me about some sort of cruelly, to be honest. I received a message a long, long time ago, and it's sad that this still bothers me. But when my first daughter was two and three, I would put a lot of videos of her in my Instagram uh, feed. And maybe I can't remember if stories were there then or not. Um, I think two, three or four years old. And someone said, I'd rather not see your daughter at all than just be looking at the back of her head all the time. And I just, I was so sad about that. And it made me really angry. And I probably responded in a little bit of a knee jerk way to that message. But not putting my kids' faces on the internet has nothing to do with thinking that it's wrong to do that. I feel like I just had, when we were contemplating this when our first was born, I just had a moment of deep sensitivity. Just, it didn't feel right to have people looking at people who don't know me or my children looking at me and my children. And it's probably oversensitive. I don't know if it was a hormonal decision or what. It it just didn't feel right for me. And I love looking at other people's adorable family pictures on the internet, on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. I absolutely love it. And at the same time, I just we just never did it. So from the very beginning, we even said that we don't put pictures of our kids even on our personal accounts. So it's not that I'm hiding it from people who follow me from my wellness community on the internet. We just chose not to put them on there at all. So it had nothing to do with thinking this was the right choice for everybody or even that it would be the right choice for us forever. My kids are adorable and I want to show them off. I absolutely, they amaze me every day and I want to put them on there. But for some reason, it was just a decision that we made and we, we have stuck with it and we're used to it. And here we are. So there's no judgment about it. Hopefully, if and when I start sharing on Instagram again, it's probably still going to be kids from the back. But hopefully folks who are interested or curious and like watching Instagram stories can still enjoy that and kind of get a little glimpse into what's going on in our lives without, you know, me putting too much out there. So again, it's not a judgment thing. It's just what was right for us in the moment. And obviously that's only going to get more difficult because the kids are getting older and also because we, we have done something as a family that I never thought we'd do, which is the story of my life. And that is too, this is the big reveal. So my pandemic impulse purchase, which is the next topic for this podcast, we decided to buy a sprinter van and convert it to a camper. What? What? What were we thinking? I don't know. So before I get into this, I want to address something quickly. And that is the fact that the pandemic has been incredibly hard on people economically at the time I'm recording this podcast, we are just now sort of at a, a turning point where a ton of people have taken the vaccine. It looks like we have some hope on the horizon. Lockdowns have been lifted, even in places like California, which had mask mandates even outdoors for a long time. And it just feels like there's an energy in the air that things are turning a corner. 
but I still want to be sensitive to the financial reality of the pandemic while also sharing our reality. We economize on a lot of things. We're not flashy people with flashy stuff. In fact, our kitchen cabinets are mostly falling apart and our refrigerator is 35 years old. I was just thinking about that today. My husband was repairing our old dryer yet again because it wasn't drying anymore. And that's just kind of how we roll. But everything works generally or is quickly fixable. So we go with it. And when the pandemic hit, we knew that we would be homeschooling for that year. My daughter was entering kindergarten and we decided to homeschool. And we thought we could make this purchase work, not just as an investment, but as a sort of travel school. And of course, at the time, we weren't thinking clearly because I was 85 months pregnant. The baby hadn't been born yet and our worlds hadn't been rocked yet. And I hadn't tried to homeschool with a newborn. And Number two, we didn't think about how long the customization process takes. So while we adore the company that's converting our van, it has been a long process, not any longer than it's supposed to be, but certainly longer uh, than we expected. But of course, we want it done right. But again, now that things are opening up and I'm still so excited about it, yet I still have that twinge, like that chuckle where I'm like, who actually does this? Not me. Not me, buddy, but we're doing it similar to how we felt when we bought our farm and my husband started processing our turkeys. Who does this? I guess we do. Just it it goes into my deep sense of imposter syndrome where I'm like, who? I, I don't do this. Cool people do this. Other people who are cool and do cool things do these things. And I'm just trying to I'm just trying to copy what they're doing. Anyway. I will be sharing our adventures in the van once it's all good to go. We're not going to live in it. We're going to keep our home base here near my parents. And we're going to we're going to travel on the weekends. We're going to try to make the most of this fleeting time as a family with young kids, just exploring and and seeing as much as we can see of the Midwest and beyond. And truly with air travel being what it is right now, and I can say this because my husband is a pilot. I, I think this is just the way our family is going to continue exploring this amazing world and this amazing country until everyone under my roof is old enough to tolerate air travel. That's just the way it is. And I do want to give a little bit of a shout to Imperial Luxury Coach Builders. That's who we've been working with in Kansas City to do our customization. And also Sarah and Alex James. They are, I, I think they're located in Utah, but they have some really awesome van build um floor plans and educational resources on their website. And we started there. We downloaded and or joined their programs for van builds because, man, there are so many options on what you can do to build out a van. What we knew we wanted were um, happy a happy jack bed, which basically means there's a bed below and then a bed that comes down from the ceiling for the four of us. So there's enough to sleep for. We knew we wanted a shower and a bathroom and a mini kitchen And from there, we were like, you know what, we're not going to get too in the weeds about this. This is a tried and true floor plan. So we worked with Imperial Luxury Coach Builders, Matt, who's awesome, to kind of put together that floor plan and make it work for us. So very excited about that. Okay, finally, next topic, sending out the bat signal. I have had some amazing things come into my life because of writing and podcasting. And I feel like it's a good way to send a signal out into space and hope someone with my sense of humor signals back. And in fact, one of my very best friends in life, one of my bestie soul sisters came out of some of the stuff I was putting out into the universe over the last five to 10 years. So 
please, if you're into me, like I'm into you, let me know. And I don't mean leave me a podcast review or a comment because obviously that helps me. But what do you get out of it? I mean, actually reach out and say hi. Tell me a little joke. I don't bite. I'm mostly on Instagram. In fact, I'm pretty much only on Instagram social media wise these days. But I'd love to see people there and just say hello. It's time for my weekly overshare. And I'm going to go easy on everyone this week for the weekly overshare, but I just want to lay it out there. We're going to go places with this in the future. Just be prepared. So for this week, my overshare is a little bit tamer than it might be in the future. I am still wearing my pregnancy underwear almost one year later, and that is okay. In fact, I highly recommend it. These days, you almost don't even need maternity clothes since stretchy yoga pants are basically the uniform of my generation. But pregnancy panties are a must. I got mine from Kindred Bravely, and um, I have no plans to put these undies away anytime soon. And that, my friends, is my weekly overshare. Before I wrap up episode one, I want to ask you to join me, message me, communicate with me, whether that's via Instagram, at Real Food Liz, or by going to LizTalks.com and signing up for my email list, where I communicate directly with you about even more fun stuff. And if you're already signed up for my email list, you will have gotten a notification about this podcast in your inbox. That's it for episode one. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you'll stick with me as we talk food, beauty, families, babies, birth, exercise, friendship, marriage, and life. Thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic day. Mm-hmm.